Night broods along the valleys while your peaks are pink and purple with the rays of morn, and filmy tints that swim the depths of space to reach and kiss you first upon the face, before the world awakes and day is born to flush with colder gleam your rugged cheeks. Today on the podcast, the boys turn their peaks pink and purple, <laughs> drinking the S- Sierra Nevada's Sierra Vesa. Cheers. I, I don't remember hating a cold open more than I hated the end of that. <laughs> that was a an excerpt from the poem In the Sierra Nevada by Kate Seymour McLean. Okay. Um, I, I'm not saying I hated the poem. I, I, I liked the poem a lot. You don't like turning your pink, <laughs> I, peak pink and purple? I don't. I, I Not knowing that my parents are listening to the show. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so our beer today is called Sierra Vesa. Easy drinking lager, it says right on there. Yep. And this is Sierra Nevada Brewery's attempt to make like a Mexican-style lager, essentially. Right. Easy drinking for the beach. Can I tell you something? Tell me, Joe. Did not like the first sip. Same. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It It tastes like a a soul, you know, Mm -hmm. the like cheap, yeah, cheap Mexican beer. It tastes like a, uh, yeah, I was going to go with a spoiled beer like from a green bottle. Mm-hmm. Spoiled Tecate. But it it has, the problem with it is, we've had the cheap beers, we understand the cheap beers. This has like a little hint of lime in it. Like oh, somebody so? has already squeezed the lime into it. And that I guess it's a little citrusy, yeah. I was actually going to buy a lime that we could put in it, which I think would be better. It would make it better. Sure. It always does. But then I, I don't have a knife here at the studio, so I couldn't get it. But, sure. I agree. I we, don't we have like a gun, this. But we don't have a knife. <laughs> yeah. Which you could create lime slices out of a gun. Oh, certainly. From a gun. I had thought about just hitting it against the table till it busted open, and then we squeeze it in there, but I <laughs> didn't want to do ruined. that. Yeah. We don't pay a janitorial staff. No. Uh, we have one. We just don't pay them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're very bad because we don't pay them. Hey, okay. they're per, they're uh, full-time freelancers, okay? <laughs> yeah. Pro bono cleaning <laughs> is the name of the company. Uh, a little bit of copy corner from Sierra Nevada. Inspired by the classic cervezas served ice cold by the beach, we created our own take on those easy-drinking beers born south of the border. Mm. Sierra Vesa is golden and crisp with a balanced malt flavor and a hit of floral hops that will have you calling out for another round. Uh, yeah, copy. I'm not. I'm not. It is. It's real good copy. I'm not going to call out for another round. Uh, much like a California approximation of Mexican food, their approximation of Mexican beer is not quite doing it. Uh, yeah, it's okay, but. I I, t- I continue to taste like a lime in there, which you th- when so you, you think s- they like artificially put some sort of lime yes. flavor in there? Yes. Okay. So it it tastes like they dissolved a lime myconikes in there rather than squeezed a fresh lime in there. <laughs> that to me, and I don't like that at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. It kind of no. <sighs> it's it almost tastes like an ale in some ways, like a blonde ale type yeah. thing. Yeah, rather well, than just like a smooth, or even maybe a, a wheat beer. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 like a Hefeweizen or something. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe this also. I could see this being one of those where near the end of the can, I'm starting to like it. You know, 
Mm. But the first few sips did not work. Um, the 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 logo of the can, very fun and festive, very summer-like. Got some palm trees leaning into the name of the beer, the Sierra Vesa Easy Drinking Lager. Mm. And at the top, there's the tagline, family-owned, operated, and argued over. Those fuckers <laughs> over there. No, that's fun stuff. Just it like all families can. love to do, arguing with each other. <laughs> Um, uh, always from a loving place too. It it's is. not anything that is very deeply uh, insidious and bad for you. <laughs> um, this definitely caught my eye as I was going through the aisle. It's a nice yeah. bright um, yellow uh, cardboard case <laughs> with these cans inside. <laughs> Love that cardboard. Cardboard always nice, catches my eye. That nice bright yellow cardboard <laughs> caught my eye. No, I I agree. It, it when I walked in, I I liked the name of it. I liked the look of it. The branding yeah. is is very well done. And Sierra Nevada pretty much does a nails the branding. Yeah, definitely. I was looking up. They're the seventh biggest brewery in the United States, actually. So they're branching they have, hard. Yeah, they have stayed independent, or you know, as much as they it can. They haven't been bought out by one of the big boys. Well, they're family owned, operated, and argued over. They argue over whether they should sell the AB InBev or Miller Coors. Um. <laughs> And 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 you were talking before the episode, like you know the Sierras. You read this poem about peaks, purple and mm, pink peaks. Beautiful poem. Um, got you to thinking about hiking. Yes. What do you want to talk about with hiking? Well, we live in Hit one me. of the best areas for hiking Absolutely. in the world. I would say. Absolutely. And when I first moved here, I used to hike a lot. Yeah, it's what when you do when you here, first move here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's don't new, have friends. Novel, so you, exactly. You yeah. hike. Yeah, I agree. I did the same you thing. You go waste days away by yourself in the wilderness. Uh-huh. Not, and not it was a bad way great. to waste a day. No, yeah. no, it was great. I loved it. You can, I mean, the North Cascades especially are just beautiful. Yeah. And then when you can see all the way south, um, all the peaks and valleys along the way, pink and purple. Uh-huh. Um, my, here's my problem with hiking every time I'm Tell hiking. me your problem, Joe. I think I like the idea of hiking. I do. Mm. and And I like aspects of hiking. But like 80% of hiking, I'm not sure I'm appreciating it or I'd even go so far as to say even enjoying it. I like being outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm always, I, I'm just thinking about other things. So I'm like not in the moment. Maybe that's the point of hiking is to not necessarily be present in nature or whatever, but being out in nature lets you open your mind a little bit and think sure, about other clear things. clear the mind out. Right. But I'm thinking about like whatever, like just. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like you're almost like I'm laying in bed at 2 a.m. and thinking about things. That's the same right. thing I get with hiking. And it's definitely the type two fun thing that everyone talks about. Like you're going to be glad you did it afterwards. It's not necessarily like a rock and good time in the moment. Like right. if you're on like a a hard hike, it's an earned good time. Yeah, yeah. Type two fun. Never heard. That's of That's a thing that people say. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it either. I think um, friend of the show and sometimes co-host Matt Flunker told me about it first. Okay. My girlfriend has also mentioned it. Um, so, yeah, it, it means like something that's basically it. Something that was like rewarding not fun in the moment, but is rewarding, enriching. You look back on it fondly. Yeah. Tra- um, travel that jumped to mind. Yeah. Travel. Yeah. Like, so, travel is, can be fun in the moment, but like the whole thing with the flying and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting way to look at it. Kind of, kind of not a very fun way to look at it. <laughs> you look at the concept <laughs> of fun, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hiking um, does fit that. That's a good way to put it. And I think you're right about, like, I don't think my mind is, like, you know, at ease while I'm hiking either. I'm, like, thinking about, it does give you reason to think about all the other things going on in right. your life. It's almost meditative without the meditation part where you're supposed to not think about anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, the one thing I don't like about hiking, too, is if 
you like drive out of the city and think you're like going to be alone and stuff, and then there's like hundreds of people on the trail. That's the that's problem something I've always hiking. tried to avoid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there, there's great hiking like 45 minutes away from the city, so that's what makes it tough. Right. Because if you try to hit those up, so does everyone else. But similar to your type two fun thing, is which is also similar to travel, like. The, the farther out you go, the shittier and harder that is, but the more rewarding the experience because there totally. aren't going to be a million people around. And the people aren't necessarily bad, although I'll argue the public <laughs> is is a is evil uh, by definition. Um, inherently evil. Inherently evil. That's what I was going for. Thank you. Uh, is uh, oh, a little hint at what's to come, <laughs> listeners. Can you hear a tube, tube-like sound? Can, can you guess what we're about to parable or terrible? But um, the, with hiking, I find I really hate people they're either there's a lot of people listening to music um, without headphones. Just yeah, the listening external the Bluetooth speaker with the like guy. group party of three that they have filling the entire woods with that, or there's um, there's the the jostle for a selfie crowd, which is the whole point of hiking is Instagram. If you yeah, that's known right. If you it's known take a if you don't take a capture the visit on Instagram, did it happen at all? Type of thing, mm-hmm. and, and that, th- that sucks. Yeah. This aspect of hiking, too, actually sort of applies to what we were talking about uh, before the show. I Now, I don't really go on hikes anymore. I haven't probably been in a hike in over a year or something, like nothing substantial, certainly. And it always just feels like such a big thing to undertake, and that's why I don't do it. It feels like I don't have time to do it, um, even though it would just take getting up one morning, going out, that's doing it, and coming day, back. Though, right. Or more. But it always feels like that now. It just feels like such a big undertaking. Yeah, I would classify a hike think as it is? in the realm of okay. like of like skiing, where like skiing is is it's a day, like it's just sure. a fucking today is a ski day. That's not a bad thing. It's rewarding and enriching, but it's a whole pain in the ass. Not even pain in the ass. Just it's a whole thing to go do it. You pack the things up, you go. You have to stand in line for the lift right. ticket or whatever. Um, hike sort of like that. Yeah. So skiing to you is just so worth it that it oh yeah makes all that other stuff go away. Skiing is isn't even like the type two fun thing. Like I, I have a lot of fun on the mountain. I, uh, our friend Daniel put it best. I think he was like, when you're when you're kind of skiing, you like really can appreciate like these mountains rather mm. than just looking at them. You're literally on them and you feel it. You feel the weight of them. The chairlift will take you over like this giant rock, and it's just I don't know. I, I kind of like hiking. It can be kind of meditative. Yeah. Also, our friend Alex at Gamby Pamby has mm. told me like we've talked about this on the show a little bit. It also, is one of those flow state activities. Where skiing is skiing is okay. absolutely where there's no winner or loser, there's no real end game. It is purely the journey. It's purely while you're on it, like it. it, it you read a book, you're kind of like, I wouldn't call that necessarily like a flow state thing. I think music and skiing are the best ways to describe like it's it's on the ride is the best thing, not the end. And so mm-hmm. just being on the mountain, you kind of cruising around, you're going off on little. Going into the woods a little bit, you come back out. That kind of stuff Most is a lot journeys. of fun. And it really like it's a it is almost like meditative in that way. So, but skiing's kind of the, the, very similar. Well, cool. So, I uh, I like it. I like to ski. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like, like to it. hike. Well said, Joe. Thank you. The treatise on skiing. Uh, um, yeah, I with hiking, I've done some sort of intense hikes. The, the one hike I did through the enchantments is like eighteen miles that's round trip in one day. Extremely intense. That was. It's certainly type two fun. I think the last about six miles of it are complete hell. <laughs> I wanted out of it so bad. Yeah. There's um, no way out at that right, point. Right, right. You just, and there's, you know, there's something to be said about that. That feels nice to a certain degree. Like it's all on you. There, there's a parallel to that with skiing too. Cause you yeah. can go there, when you go down like a certain run, 
you can get to the run. Uh-huh. And it says Black Diamond or whatever. You're like, okay, I, I can do most of those. And you get to it, and you look down, and you go, oh, shit. <laughs> but there's, like, um, literally almost no way to go back. Like, if you took your skis off and tried to walk, you'd sink into the snow. Like, you, the only way is fucking going down. <laughs> and it's the same type of thing. You just, that's, there's something to that, too. It's nice. It's like life. <laughs> That's all for today, folks. Uh, come back next yeah. week. You hear, give this me is a Delilah. Our hack Delilah <laughs> podcast that we've turned into. Did I ever tell you about my idea for a Delilah bit? I think you have, but I think you should rehash it here on the pod. So the Delilah radio show is where she's like the late night voice of drive time. like late, I guess not drive time, late night uh, radio. Yeah. People call in with their problems. They say like, my kids, are, my teenager won't talk to me anymore, and they just only sit in their room. And and then she like says like, well, I I think you just gotta let them go through their stages of life, and and they'll come back to you eventually. And then she'll mm-hmm. play them a little song, like Josh Groban song or something, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just for them, just for them. To, this to is for you, uh, Jenny in North Carolina. This will get you through the last six miles, yeah. Nick in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> and so the bit <clears throat> is like. Somebody is so into Delilah that they they like use her as a nine one one call. Like, someone's like, uh, "My spouse is beating the shit out of me. I think they have a gun. They're on the other side of the room. What should I do, Delilah?" Mm-hmm. And she'll say like, "Well, we all go through tough periods in life, but um, you just got to get through it." And I'll be back with some more advice right after this. And then she puts on like she puts you on hold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So somebody treats it as play nine one one. Dixie Chick song. It's good. That'd be fun. It's a lot of fun. And don't call Delilah if you have an emergency. Her pre-taped show. I think that's the premise of the entire bit. You should write a spec script for. Is that how they get on uh, SNL or whatever? Yeah, yeah. This is going to be on SNL. Uh, From YouTube to SNL. We were going to do these bits and shorts a long time ago, years ago, probably in your hiking stage, and then we we we've bailed on them. Yeah, since thrown away all ambitions in pursuit of cash. Well, I've pulled up a document that started. Uh-oh. It started in. Let me see. I can't figure out how to get the Google Docs to work. Hey, how do I? Google has been acting funny lately, along with. How do you get the the face? How do you get to see the history? I don't know. Oh, this document started in 2015. So four <laughs> years ago, we started making it. And you right wrote your Delilah bit here. down. Yep. I wrote down my x-ray vision bit. You remember that one? I do remember that one. It's the guy That's who fun. has superpower of x-ray vision. Yeah. But he's out at a Dave and & Buster's, and he sees that their new friend Bill walks over, and Bill's, and he tells <laughs> Bill that he's just riddled with tumors <laughs> and cancer because he has x-ray vision. Yeah. And he's a real That's bummer. That's fun. It would have been a fun bit. That's it wouldn't fun. have had to have been yeah. very long. Bill's Game at Busters. the Papa shop. Yeah. <laughs> having a gay old time. And then... Oh, God. <laughs> That's the first thing the X-ray <laughs> guy says. To say. <laughs> Bill's like, what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I think it would have been fun. That would have been fun. Uh, How do you do X-ray uh, special effects? Who knows? I guess you don't have to. You can just have him like look and be like, oh, my God. Yeah, he's got X-ray vision. Right. Maybe just We're title assumed. the short. Sure, yeah. X-ray vision guy. You know, our friend Gamby Pamby and I, we did the film man. a bit once. The whole the premise of the bit was coaches giving a motivational mm. speech. The title of the the bit was going to be "Coach Doesn't Understand Basic Human Anatomy," <laughs> and then he was giving a motivational speech to a player who's nodding along at halftime, and at the end he says, "And above all else, you got to feel it right here in your heart." And he taps him onto the throat, <laughs> and, the, and the kid just goes. And then that's the end of the speech. 
Yeah, that's, that's fun. Funny. That is fun. We didn't do any of that's these. That's a no. lot of well, fun. Well, that one we did do, but it, it was not filmed well. And no? Okay. We didn't know what we were doing. He since now does know what he's doing. He's making a- Yeah. I saw a trailer for his short, and it looked fantastic. Hell yeah. Yeah, I was so, talking to him Gamby, last time I was in LA, and he was yeah doing some exciting stuff, scouting mm-hmm. locations, all that good stuff. Yeah, I didn't even see it. Yeah, I I didn't even end up seeing a trailer for a short. I saw one second of a trailer for a short at the end of a side thing that he did about editing the short that he did, <laughs> which is right down my alley to get down into that rabbit hole. Nice. Uh, and it was all very good. So yeah. Nice. Anyway, how's the beer treating you at this point, Joe? I gotta say, I said earlier that I thought maybe it would get better as it's going down. It's not. Mm. It kind of still sucks. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I'm getting more of that line that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not what I in envisioned when I bought this. I guess. Yeah. It's not what I envisioned when I saw it. Yeah. Um, it's spoiled, rotten. Let's try to ruin it uh, some right. more with uh, a little PRT, a little parable or terrible. Yep. And this is a callback to a previous episode where yep. uh, we did a little taste test between stacks Pringles. And Joey has been on the record as saying he thought Stacks tasted better than Pringles, the originals. I stand by it. But he wanted to try some of the flavors of Pringles. Yes. And so today I have brought to you, Joe, Pringles Wavy Fire Roasted Jalapeno. So there's a few things going on here that I, I'm taking. Break it down very for Very keen interest. Break it down. Number one, to my point about the Pringles having more interesting flavors, this follows it. It's fiery jalapeno. Right? Mm-hmm. Fire roasted jalapeno. Fire roasted jalapeno. So that's almost specificity with the flavor. Oh, I don't need that much, Nick. Pull it back. Oh, sorry. Pull back the tube. Oh, okay. Um, and then the wavy thing. So this is going after Lay's again with their, with yes, their wavy brand. Yes, they're more brand. rigid. Um, but isn't Lay's called wavy? What's it called? Oh, no. Lay's uh, ru- stacks. Ru- are rugged. Rug- ridges. Rudges. Ruffles? It, ruffles. <laughs> <laughs> this is going kind of going after a... Um, this is like the child of Stacks and Ruffles. Yes, Pringles is created. But these with are this still wavy brand. these are still the potato slurry. These are not slices of potato like the Ruffles are. Which is the reason that I dislike Pringles. Is it's a slurry and well, not so a are the Stacks chip. though. I know, but they they're more chip like. They've approximated the chip better because they're thicker, right? Now these are thicker. The ana- these are thicker than normal Pringles. These are yeah. Three but C's. I haven't, I've yet to try these yet. Three C's. Okay, try them. But to me, Pringles is to beer. Pringles is like Sierra Nevada's approximation of lime. That's what a Pringle tastes like. I can tell it's off. Okay. And Lay's Stacks does a better job. It's like f- squeezing a fresh lime. Okay. All right, I'm going to well, try the I'll first be, one. I'll be curious to see what you think of these because it's going to be the idea behind it was pairing the spice with a like refreshing lager. Uh, and Mexican food, I guess jalapeno was the closest thing that Pringles had to Mexican food. Um, okay, what do you think? You got the slurry down your gullet. I'm trying to get it down, for God's sakes. Um, I think that, number one, these wavy chips do a much better job of approximating a chip than um, traditional Pringles does. These wavy chips are more akin to a stacks. And number two, as I said with eating Pringles when we did it on the show... Um, Washing it down with beer does work very well. Yeah. And to your point, the spice with the beer is kind of like having a nice, like a corn tortilla taco. Yeah. Maybe an El Pastor with some pineapple on it and some uh, tomatillo on top. Oh. Uh, 
and 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 then washing it down. So I think it works very well. Yeah, it's very parable. I think even the lime comes out more when you have it with that spicy jalapeno chip. Totally. So, very parable. But the lime kind of works better, too. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It comes across in a nice way. Parable. Well, nom, 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 nom. Nom. All right, what else? We're about 18 minutes into this thing or something like that. Should we wrap it up? Give the listeners a short one for once in Give our their miserable time lives? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to Beer Advocate. Uh, user Mac Trail. Ooh, playing into our hiking theme. I'll, I'll uh, paraphrase him. He says he has some quib- quibbles with this beer, though it's fairly drinkable, though tiresome. Crisp, it ain't. The lemony taste, okay, reminds me of nothing like a Mexican lager. Yes. And I noticed our house guest went out and got a dozen Negro Modelos after he tried one Sierra Vesa from the sixer of cans I left him. Can't please anybody with this stuff. 3.06 out of 5. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good uh, <clears throat> uh, review. Yeah, I, I completely agree with him. I think I'm not jumping to the rankings. Um, it, what was the beer advocate? Sorry. The overall score is 3.62 out of 5, or good. So, the, so last week we had Trader Jose's Dark, which yes. was okay. Impeccable and this, memory. And this is somehow good. <laughs> That's bullshit. I mean, agreed. Yeah. It's not. It's bullshit. It admit it. Just like the Trader Jose, if I recall, did exactly what it said it was going to do. This does nothing that it said it's going to do. Exactly. It fails on every promise it's made. It's the fire Festival of Beers. <laughs> I think that. And I got on a bit of a Twitter spat with the official at Cold Cans Pod Twitter account with some. I think he was a. It was in some band. He had a lot of followers. Oh, really? And he tweeted out something. Did you see this? No, he, I can't get on Twitter on this laptop. He said, "Here's the five <laughs> best like mass market beers." It was like Lone Star, blah 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 blah. Okay. And then I just quote tweeted him. I said no. <laughs> and then he was like, "Yes." And then I responded to that and said. No, Bud Light Lime beats all of the ones that you okay. mentioned. He was like, Bud Light Lime, and he's tweeting that to his followers. Now his followers are piling on on me about I how didn't see any of this. we're a big fucking joke uh, of a podcast, uh-huh. basically. And so I was like, Bud Light, I'll tell you what, let me well, pull it up. Well, that's true and fair. Yeah, pull I mean, it they're, up. they're not wrong. Uh, let me pull it up very quick, very quickly. Load, tweet deck, Load. Um, you should see Joe in front of his tweet deck. It's like somebody at NSA, NSA watching like all of our <laughs> phone calls and texts and stuff. He's just taking in all that content. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Um, so, yeah, I said no. He said yes. Sorry. And then I said, meh, it's okay. Those beers are, those beers are all good as hell, but Bud Light Lime is a refreshing treat on a hot day. You can drink it into oblivion. And then, what did his fuckhead of a responder say back this to This is good stuff, Joe. <laughs> Gold cans is relevant. I don't know. Chris King. I don't know who the fuck that is, but he's got a bunch of followers, and we're in a fight. And now, this isn't like telling me what the replies are. I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, that's when he quote tweeted me, and so that's why it's missing. But he said, like, yeah, Bud Light Lime. Uh-huh. And then I was saying, uh, it's fucking good. It does what it tries to do. It's supposed to be a mass market beer. It it's supposed to be drank by the dozen. It's supposed to not have a yes. lot of flavor, but just a just a hint of fruit yes. to treat you on a nice day. And this does not do any of that. Yes. High five, double high five. And so this fails Thank you for to meet taking the low the, standards of Bud Light Lime. Us on that hike to that peak 
of an analysis. Joe. Oh, that was beautiful. Wow. That was beautiful. Hopefully that was tier one fun for the listeners. <laughs> so anyway, if we get into rankings, I have this firmly in the deplorables, and I have it <laughs> I have it below um Right in Pep's, the basket. 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 I have it below Pep's Blue Ribbon and above Bitburger. I have it at number 57. Basket. Let me see. I got to load the ranking since you stopped uh, updating the trailer. Where are you loading them from? Now I'm on coldcanspodcast.com slash rankings. Check wow. it out. Or coldcanspodcast.com slash donate. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm looking right now. I'm about to give half my salary. <laughs> Please do. Um, where did you say you have it? I have it in the deplorables. I okay. have it below our current number 56 beer, Pabst Blue Ribbon, and I have it at number 57 um, ahead of Bitburger. I think that's fair, Joseph. Let's put it there. Oh, God damn it. I needed something out of you. But do you agree that you'd have a Bud Light Lime before you'd have another one of these? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Bud Light Lime's higher. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of beers below this I would have before. Coors Light I would have before this. Miller Light I'd have before this. Mick Ultra I'd have before Let's this. Let's plummet it then. I th- Honestly, I'm with you. I would have Coors Light before this. Um, Thank Mick you for Ultra, giving the confidence know. to believe in my own opinions, Joe. Thank no you. No problem. Let's I, drop it. What I wouldn't have, I would have this, I think, before I had another Henry Whitehard's Private Reserve. That is a bad beer. It is. God, Schlitz is down there, though. Xingtao, what about Molson O'Doul's Canadian? area? We actually got dragged for O'Doul's by who? Uh, Miss M- Mrs. Malia Dressler. Oh, because she's, she was pregnant. She's with child. It, right. And so she was saying we were unnecessarily shitting on it. When, and sometimes it's the only nice thing that a person can drink. I think that that's, uh, that's, a, that's really good feedback, and that's a perspective that we didn't have. Yes. Um, we're two white guys doing a podcast. Can you believe it? Don't but say that. What do you mean? I Don't was doing the bit that, that you used joke. to do. <laughs> Stop. This is the thing about. <laughs> I'm sick of that shit. So my point is, we didn't have that perspective. But here's O'Doul's in general is just fucking bad. It doesn't taste good. Yeah. It doesn't taste good. If it tasted good, I think we would have been more gentle on. What about this? What about this? What about this? Right above. Palisades Pineapple in ra- Russian Radioactives at number 74. We're going to call this beer Radioactive? Radioactive, radioactive. Oh. I don't know if I can go there. So, well, give it back, Joe. It's a, it's a give and take. No, you just gave it to me. I up. took it and I gave it right back. Fuck you. So Radioactives have, so it's in the company of... Not your father's mountain ale. This is better than that. That was terrible. It is better than Palisades Pineapple. And is it better better than Olympia? Remember Olympia was the third episode we did. Mm-hmm. That was big barf boy beer for me. <laughs> yeah, you hated it. So you'd you'd have Olympia over this? Are you willing to say I that? I think so. I think Olympia does what it says it's going to do, Olympia and I value authenticity again. and trust overall. God damn it. I think That's why I don't right. like you very much. <laughs> I think you're right. Okay, let's put it there then. I think it's at the top of Russian radioactive. Okay. Good fun. Mother of God. <laughs> wow. We done did it again, Joe. Sierra Nevada then now has a presence in both our bottom tier Russian radioactives. Wow. And I think, I believe, yes, it has a presence in our top tier. Um, Sorry, that was a little loud, Joe. <laughs> oh, 
I didn't know you were playing the music. Has a presence in Russian radioactive. Is it not plugged in? What happened here? What are you trying to do? Where the music wasn't plugged in. Retake. Okay. Okay. The and Sierra Nevada three, has. Two, one. <laughs> Can you believe that Sierra Nevada? <laughs> oh my God. Here, hey, here's one for the stat heads. It's 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 the first beer to make a presence in both Russian radioactives and cream of the crop. Because it's down here at 57 or wherever the fuck we put it, and it's also up there at number 7, Sierra Nevada's Hazy Little Thing IPA. And I'll tell you, listeners, if you could watch him labor through trying to play this music, (laughs) it was quite the treat. I was putting up the wrong favorite. It was like he was on the back end of a 18-mile hike, for God's sake. All I wanted to do was fall off the mountain rather than go along with Joe any further. That's a bummer. See you next week. Love you, Joe. The Cold Cans Podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudioseattle.com 